2: This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast.
1: Do we ask the same question now? Is that how we start? It's the pre-Ken. <laughs> hey, it's the Pre-Ken. We, we've established it. It's a Thursday afternoon. It's not just, you know, a delineation in time. It's a vibe. It's a mindset. It's a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Vanessa Richardson is with us. I'm Randy Scott. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. And SiriusXM channel 80. We're presented by Progressive Insurance uh, at Sports Vanessa. Uh, For Vanessa, who I've, I mean, we've been like social media buds for a while. I don't want to say it's like super close because it's the first time we're working together. But you can find her, Rocket Sideline, on AT&T Sportsnet Southwest. Also the fill-in Astros um, host and reporter. Uh, she's a Hoosier. I mean, just all things Rockets, all things Houston, and probably all things Big Ten as well. So it's it's really cool to work with you because, like I said, we've we've been following each other on different platforms for a while, and now we get to to link up on uh, national radio. Uh, I'm at Randy Scott ESPN on Twitter. Tens of followers. Join in. Don't miss out. Uh, the conversation on the CC call-in line today is one eight 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 say ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. And we're gonna chum the waters. You know what I mean. You, you catch more flies with honey than vinegar, right? pre and otherwise. So Vanessa had this great idea. What athlete hurt you the most when they played on another team? Do you want to tell people like the origin of it?
0: Sure. I mean, it has physically hurt me to see Peyton Manning in a Broncos jersey when he was. You know, and at the time I felt better about it because the Colts mm-hmm. had Andrew Luck. But seeing him courtside at all the Nuggets games, seeing that he's raising his children, all things Denver sports, which I get it, that's where he and Ashley live, but it just hurts. It hurts. It feels like Peyton has chosen Denver over Indianapolis. And I know if you grow up a sports fan, anybody can relate to the fact that it hurts to see your favorite player in another uniform, and in this case, establish a whole life somewhere. So yeah, that, that's the origin story of the question, and we yeah. definitely want to know your answers.
1: Yeah, I kind of thought it was more of a fan. Like, which athlete have you seen be a fan for their, Mm. you know, their own rooting interest? And it crushed you. And I was like, oh, like I smacked the table. I was like, Hulk Hogan rooting for the Magic. When this is a good example, though. This you is know? a good example. Yeah, as a Hulkamaniac, I was like, no, wait a minute. No, he's supposed to root for Michael Jordan. And no, my world uh, did not support that. So, again, 888-CESPN, 888-729-3776. Listen, we don't expect to do massive numbers in Denver today. Totally understand it. Denver is full-on parade central, full-on party. Like First of all, they're celebrating the Denver Nuggets' first title in franchise history. Shout-out Denver. Shout-out Lodo. They're having an awesome time. Uh, awesome time as a matter of like there there, there's like we were joking some of the sound bites that are coming out of this i asked you vanessa you kept an eye on it i was like who's the gronk of this parade because i feel like that's the scale right the scale is like you know uh senior equipment manager celebrating responsibly (laughs) on the one end so who got like zero to gronk who's gronk and you said they might all be Gronk. like you know there's there are too many options they're gronkin yeah they're
0: gronkin aaron gordon uh seems like he hasn't slept Michael Malone, the head coach, is getting after it, and you know what? Jokic, who is usually so buttoned up, who acted like he didn't want a parade and all that, he is having a grand old time too.
1: Uh, I don't just take our word for it, because again, we're keeping eyes on the festivities. I mean, Michael Malone has a chain. I'm trying to do, like, how do you put? How do you put? You know, word picture. How do you put pictures into words? KCP multiple chains losing the shirt. So we got a little J.R. Smith vibe. Aaron Gordon has sneakers around his neck. He's big enough, strong enough. He can he can handle that. Jamal Murray uh, might be celebrating with a Molson. I'm trying to think a Labat Blue. Give <laughs> me something Canadian. I don't know. Um, but let's hear from Jokic because I was curious how this stoic Serbian, you know, was going to get out there. A guy who a guy who said that he couldn't put his hands on the MVP trophy because he doesn't know where it is. He's like, yeah. oh, I don't know. I left it in locker room. Casual. Yeah. guy was like, oh, wait, I have to stick around for the parade? I can't go home yet? Like, he just has been so subdued with this title celebration. It sounds like, Eric, that changed today. You know
3: that I, I told that uh, I don't want to stay on parade, but I f***ing want to stay on parade. This is the <laughs> best.
1: Yay, fun Jokic. We love to see it. I love to see the dad bod god let loose just a little bit, you know? And he's got his daughter. He's got his daughter at the parade, which gives off, like, I don't know if anybody's seen Sweet Home Alabama. I don't know what the Venn diagram looks like of ESPN radio listeners in the movie Sweet Home Alabama. But when she, you know, Reese Witherspoon goes back to her hometown and she's in the bar, and there's a lady in there with a baby, and she's like, You have a baby. In a bar. Like, there's a toddler on Jokic's hip, like, on the buses, on the moving buses, probably on the dais as well. So, uh, that girl might be, that little lady, his daughter might be learning some new words today. I Good don't know. baby,
0: by the way. That baby? has been angelic. She was quiet during the... She she has not cried. She has not screamed. Like, that is sensory... Oh, I don't have kids. You have kids. That, ha, that has to be sensory overload for a kid. And that baby has been very sweet and well-behaved. So, shout out to her.
1: You're absolutely right. That baby deserves a lot of credit. And there is such a thing as good baby, bad baby. There's such a thing as pretty baby and ugly baby, okay? And <laughs> listen, no, if you have a She's baby... She's a pretty you, baby. Yeah, She's if cute. you have a baby and no one tells you that your baby's adorable... You have an ugly baby. Yikes. And it's okay, they're going to grow out of it. They all look like aliens. They yeah. all look like cone heads to uh, to start. I think there's an alien that might have possessed Michael Malone today. Michael Malone has been, you know, I mean he's not he's not the fun police, but he seems stoic. Like I've always, have you seen Vanessa a uh have you seen the episodes of of Game of Thrones like later um, seasons? Um
0: I have never seen Game of Thrones.
1: Yeah. Well, we can cut Vanessa's mic. Like, that's fine.
0: We had a good run. We made it eight minutes. <laughs> I've never seen The Sopranos. I've never... I just watched Breaking Bad.
1: Um, that's good. Okay. One out of three. So, what about The Wire? I'm just lo- trying to Yeah, learn. I
0: love The Wire. Okay. I love The Wire. Okay. I've never right. seen the Star Treks and the Star Wars and all that. Yeah, yeah. I know.
1: You don't need to sound... So dismissive of it. Uh, so no. So Michael Malone. <laughs> <laughs> so Malone just seems stoic, and I, to me, I get yeah. like a Euron Greyjoy vibe from him, mm, both in appearance absolutely. and a little bit in attitude. Like he is not there to make friends; he's there to win games and and win titles. And so to see Michael Malone in a chain, in Gucci, you know, sunglasses, just getting loose on the mic, like listen, okay, this is a guy who has corrected reporters who have tried to call him Mike in the past. Okay, this is Michael Malone. Sounding kind of mic-ish on the mic.
3: Is Brucey B going anywhere? Hell no, hell no, hell no. Hey, we run the back. We run the back. Hell yeah! Come on, get loud! Get
0: loud!
1: Wow,
0: that Bro. is like former high school quarterback just left his thirty-year reunion and got blasted with his boys from high school. <laughs> That is a dad drunk vibe.
1: Have you have you seen uh, the movie Friday Night Lights? The movie. Yes. You know that that the older player who's at like the drive-in like yeah. burger place who's like Billingsley, get you one of these, <laughs> make some memories, <laughs> Billingsley, and then like tries to get Billingsley like watch his kid. Like that's that's Michael Malone. That's that. Hey, you know what? That's Mike Malone. That's Mikey Malone. That's that ben. is. M fresh.
0: That is, yeah, I like M fresh. Shout out to Mike Malone. Shout out to uh, one of his assistant coaches, Popeye Jones, who I knew from my time with the Pacers. Love Popeye. He's got a good staff. Mike uh, Michael, excuse me, does. But today he's Mike Mikey Fresh.
1: I think he Mikey. I think today he might be. I think he yeah. he, he, he might be. It's Vanessa Richardson, Randy <laughs> Scott with you. It is Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio and the and the ESPN app. And it got us it got us thinking about. And we'll we'll get into this. You know, down the road, I I, I think on this. On this program, but you know who could upset Denver's dynasty aspirations? Because there are people. That's what we do. That's what is is frustrating from this side of things, from this side of the mic here, Vanessa. It's like we can't just enjoy a title. We can't just enjoy a record-breaking performance from Nikola Jokic. We can't just bask in the different personalities coming together. And you know, Michael Malone turning into Mikey Malone and Mikey Fresh. Like Mikey we, Fresh. we have to then say, "Well, okay, that's one title. Like, are they a dynasty? Can they be a dynasty?" and we're going to we're going to be guilty of that here because w- what is the team if you if you had to pick one that will get in the way of the Nuggets dynasty taking off. And you don't have to have an answer now. If you have one Vanessa great, but if you can, if you want you can call in CC call in line 888-8ESPN 888-729-3776 as well as with the athlete that hurts you the most to see in another uniform to play for another team. But what is the biggest threat to the potential Nuggets dynastic run? And Vanessa, you cover a West Western Conference yeah. You know that conference better than most. If there's one that jumps to mind, fire away. Uh,
0: well, you and I had talked about Phoenix Suns, right? In um, mm-hmm. in the in when we were chatting, can they get more depth? You know, can Devin Booker, Kevin? I mean, can they do what they want to do against the Nuggets? I don't know. I would say in the Eastern Conference. I mean, look, the Celtics now that they have some, you know. The coaching staff—they've added Sam Cassell because they never replaced Will Hardy or Damon Stoudemire. I don't think that helped Joe Missoula at all after Udoka left. So, can they get their—you know—coaching staff to galvanize that team, and and can they take the next step? I think there's definitely some people, but you know, you got the Nuggets, man. They have—they have depth. Even if they lose Bruce Brown, even if they have to make some moves, um, everybody contributed. Everybody contribute. That's what makes me think they can be a dynasty.
1: And that's what makes me think that, that, that maybe they also are going to inspire. Like the, the league, all leagues, truly are copycat leagues. And so I think we're going to see teams look for a two-man game. I mean, Jamal mm-hmm. Murray's are not out there just growing from the ground. You, you can't just harvest someone with his feel, with his injury you know, recovery as well. But I think we're going to look more and have in the NBA for two-man games as opposed to a big three. And I think with the way the salary cap is going to be constructed, I, I don't, I truly don't know how you do the the studs and duds model with your roster of saying, okay, we're going to go three, you know, max contracts, and then fill it in with, you know, maybe a mid level exception, maybe a, you know, a, a, some NBA veteran minimums, and I and I mean minimum, I mean like Udonis Haslam, minimums, mm. that's, it's it's unsustainable, it's untenable uh, to make a, a finals run, let alone maybe a deep a deep playoff run. So I look in the West, I like the Suns as well. I, I feel like anyone from the East who got in Denver's way this season would have just been just gotten that work. Like they, mm. Denver would have worked Boston. Denver would have worked Philly. Denver did work Miami. Denver, I, I even think, really would have worked um, Giannis uh, in the Bucks if they'd gotten there, and even if, if Giannis had been healthy. So I think it's Phoenix because I think they're going to shed salary. I really do. I think Chris Paul, I think his days are numbered there. I wouldn't be surprised to see DeAndre Ayton moved. And then instead of being in salary cap hell, You're moving $70 million of salary, and that gives you a chance to fill in a roster with Bruce Browns, right? Brucey Bees, sorry, as Mikey Fresh says, right? Uh, Mikey Fresh. Contavious Caldwell-Popes, Michael Jr. You need guys in the $15 million salary range who can contribute, and it's got to be the right mix, but you are negated. You are neutered from doing that if you're in salary cap hell the way the Suns are, and I think teams are going to look to shed salary this offseason. I really do.
0: And Frank Vogel, I mean, I expect the Suns defense to improve immensely better than it already is right now because that's what Frank Vogel is known for. But there's a lot of question marks, you know, there. He had success with the Pacers. He obviously won the championship with the Lakers. What are we going to see some, you know, from Frank Vogel and that coaching staff that can help amplify the Suns to the level that they need to be Mm -hmm. to compete with Denver?
1: So I'm I'm with you on that. If you have an Eastern Conference team that maybe I'm missing, if you have a Western Conference team you want to come in and cape for the Warriors, you must say their windows way more you know uh, wide open than maybe we think. If you think the Lakers in the next three years can can make a move and get this done, call in. It's a CC call in line eight 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 State ESPN 888-729-3776. We do have folks calling in. Vanessa, your question. We got maybe like one open phone line. You can dial in. What athlete hurt you the most when they played on another team on this pre-kend, Canty and Carlin, on ESPN Radio with Vanessa Richardson and Randy Scott? Let's get to, you know what? Hey, you're a Hoosier. Let's get to Corey in Indiana. Corey in Indiana, <laughs> you're leading off. You're tipping it off here. You are on ESPN Radio. What's up, Corey? Well,
3: first of all, I feel her pain when she said she throw Peyton Manning, go to Denver, oh. and it broke her heart. I'm not even from Indiana, but I live here. I know how everybody felt around here. But I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan since birth, and uh, Emmitt Smith going to the Cardinals kind of broke my heart. I didn't want Jerry Jones to let him go out like that, but I understand it's a business and, you know, money talks. It's a good one. But to answer the uh, dynasty question, I feel like if L.A. gets a shooter, a consistent shooter, and a defensive player that wants – a defensive big that wants to play center instead mm-hmm. of Anthony Davis or outside of Anthony Davis because mm-hmm. Anthony doesn't want to bang bodies, then they can contend.
1: Yeah, Anthony can't – he can't – A.D. can't bang bodies or else, I mean, he made a chalk, like alternate day, alternate day Davis. But also I think he's probably more effective. Like, like when they made that title run, Vanessa in the bubble, he was, he was a jump shot threat. Mm. Like his shooting was incredible. It might've been the worst thing to happen to him because he's fallen in love with his jump shot at times. But if he doesn't have to bang in the paint and they bring in a rim protector, like Corey was saying, yeah, but how do you go out? You know, who gets made available? Jared Allen?
0: Yeah. LA man, they're old.
1: Yeah. You know, yeah. they're,
0: they're, they're they're a team full of veterans, and, and I don't know. I mean, I think you need that that young juice, especially in today's NBA.
1: I, I would agree with that. Let's keep it on the CC calling line. Keep it out on the phones. Let's go to America's finest city, San Diego. Mm. All right, scholars maintain the translation was lost years ago. Kevin in San Diego. Kevin, you're on ESPN Radio.
3: Hey, guys. Oh, man, here's one that hurts. Um, homegrown boy, Southern California boy. San Diego Chargers junior Seal leaving to go to Miami after ten plus years in San Diego and then having success over there in in New England. That one hurts.
1: Yeah, that was that feels like one of my one of the original sort of like ring chasing moments, Vanessa. Kevin, that's a great mm-hmm. call, man. Um, yeah, that's a good one. You felt for a guy who you know was just so so hamstrung out there in San Diego for so long, played in the Super Bowl right against the Forty Nine ers where. You know, lost by like thirty, like a legit thirty point loss in the Super Bowl, Um, and then he goes to New England of all places. I mean, that's the, that's the Death Star, right? Like he joined, he became a stormtrooper.
0: He did, but mission accomplished. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're. That is nowadays we see it in every sport. It seems like every year, some more than others. But that is, that is an OG ring chaser moment.
1: Yeah, yeah, and they, you know, got to a Super Bowl, but on the wrong end of of the, of the helmet catch there. Uh, against the Giants. Uh, Colorado, it's your day, right? I mean, Denver, Parade Central. Maybe Adam's our parade correspondent, man. He's I was in...
0: going to say, is he there? He's in Colorado. Are we going some live action?
1: He says he's a Nuggets fan. Let's get to Adam in Colorado. You're on ESPN Radio.
3: Hey, it's Adam. Uh, been a Nuggets fan for 35 years. Thrilled to see them get one. Mm. Um, there's several teams that could knock them off if they remain healthy. But if the Nuggets remain healthy as well, then we got a game. So, I mean, you could talk Bucks, Heat, Celtics whatever you know it's anybody's game if you remain healthy as far as the player that broke my heart being from Colorado I raised my child watching Rockies games we bought tickets on the third baseline and watched possibly the best third baseman to ever do it Nolan Arenado and the Rockies are a laughingstock joke for letting that man go.
1: That is a great call. That's I a good feel one. this pain. I feel this pain, Adam. I hope the Nuggets title and the ABS title from last year can kind of wash away some of that. But you're right, man. Until it's your team, let's say you're a massive baseball a baseball fan. You're just a seam head, Vanessa. Like if your baseball team isn't winning, you're not happy for the rest of your city.
0: No, no, and and I mean you, when you look at the, what baseball teams go through and they mount it to be a season ticket holder for a baseball team is hardcore because you're talking. 162 games, obviously half of that. You're t- that's a lot of games. And when your team is not good, that's a lot of pain. It's not like if your NFL team is bad and you have like eight home games that you have to sit through. it's right. a lot of games to sit through if your baseball team is not good or if they've traded a player that you raised your children to love. Oh my but shout gosh. out to our guy. I mean, that's an exciting day for him. Nuggets I, parade.
1: I work with a with a, a recovering Rockies fan, still a diehard mm. uh, on SportsCenter AM, Gary Streisky, and he brings that up. Every time Arenado makes a play, top plays. Uh, Just some Cardinals highlight. Whatever it is, he's like, oh, why can't the Rockies get players like that? Like, he is still, like, never. He's never going to forgive them for doing that. James in Jersey, Lewis in Tampa, Ray in Houston, Josh in Vegas, speaking of parades. uh, Blast, somebody named Blast in New Mexico. Stay on. All right, hey, man, if we had airline food as a caller, like, we could have Blast in New Mexico. These names are turning into American Gladiators, and I'm here for it. But we're going to get to that. We're going to get to you. Keep weighing in. What athlete hurt you the most when they played on another team? And could Texans fans, Cardinals fans be feeling the same feelings about DeAndre mm-hmm. Hopkins now that he's meeting with the Patriots today? What would D-Hop bring to Boston? Could they make a playoff run? That and more here. It's Vanessa Richardson, Randy Scott. And for the guys, Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app.
2: Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed
1: Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be.
2: This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. You guys are going to have DeAndre Hopkins in tomorrow. Is that accurate? About that. I think DeAndre is a great player. I mean, um, obviously, we'd
1: love to have him. There's a lot of mutual admiration between DeAndre Hopkins and Bill Belichick. But let me tell you why it could be a fit for the Patriots. They're already dealing with some injuries at wide receiver. Think about what DeAndre Hopkins would look like. I mean, he would just slide right in there and be their top guy.
3: They need guys that's going to help Matt Jones out this year.
1: I mean, Boston hops just writes itself. You know, we saw that today with the graphics because DeAndre Hopkins is up in New England enjoying this beautiful weather. Going to meet with the Patriots. We'll see how that goes. It's Kentie and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. She is Vanessa Richardson out of Houston. You can see her on uh, the sideline Rockets coverage and, and pre and post uh, for the Houston Astros as well, all things sports. I mean, she's a, she's a, a transplanted Hoosier uh, yeah. down there. Oh, so if you're calling in the, the CC call-in line and you're repping Indiana, you're moving to the front of the line, yeah. so just just lie to us, you know?
0: Just say you're from Indiana, just even if you're not.
1: That's it. And you'll quiz them, and you'll be like, oh, I will, absolutely. Oh, yeah?
0: I'll know very quickly. Have
1: you been to this local <laughs> restaurant? And they'll be like, no, no. and you'll be like, yeah, yeah. saboteur, <laughs> imposter. 888-SAY-ESPN is the phone number, 888 729 Three seven seven six, and it was Vanessa's idea for the call-in question: What athlete hurt you the most when they played on another team? And uh, you know, it's just it's born from 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 heartache, like seeing Peyton Manning leave
0: mm-hmm.
1: the Indianapolis Colts and go win a title in Orange, and it hurts also that he's repping, uh, like he's repping all things Denver right now. Right? He
0: yeah, he and his wife they live in Denver. They're raising their children as Denver sports fans. He's with his son, Marshall, on the sideline, sitting courtside at the Nuggets games. It just hurts. And I know every sports fan, if you grew up loving sports, there is a sport, there is an athlete that has broken your heart. In this case, it wasn't even Peyton Manning's fault. Just to be clear, he got cut. But still, hurts to this day. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, let's ask Herm Edwards, our ESPN (laughs) NFL analyst, is with us. Hi, Herm. On Candy Carlin on ESPN Radio, because it sounds like DeAndre Hopkins fans, whether they're in Arizona, that was shorter-lived, or Houston— might have to get used uh, you know, to seeing D Hop succeed in another uniform and maybe it's a Patriots uniform coach because he's set to make his uh his visit there in New England. What would DeAndre Hopkins do for the Patriots? Like, what would he make the Patriots in the AFC East?
3: Well he would bring he would bring um the ability that to throw the ball down the field. Um you know this this team lacked offense when you think about it last year and that, mm started out with the coordinator, obviously a, a young quarterback. Um, this team was a disaster. Uh, they had a playoff defense, but offensively they could not move the ball. Uh, when you think about, if you look at some of the numbers, they you know they, they were 26th ranked offense um, on third down. They were in 20, they were 27th ranked. So they need the ability to have some receivers. Now, don't forget about uh, Juju. Juju uh, was signed there on the off season as well. So if you have Juju and obviously have hop you've got two guys that this quarterback can kind of lean on and they don't always have to be open they make you a better quarterback especially hop because you can throw the ball when he's covered and he's going to go up and catch the ball for you
0: how important is it for mac jones a young quarterback who will be on his third offensive coordinator Mm -hmm. in three years to have a veteran weapon like deandre hopkins
3: very important and, and and if you're hop, you got to look at one guy right that that ended up going there. Uh, many guys ended up going there, but the one guy that comes to my mind is Randy Moss. Mm. <laughs> when, when randy was 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 down on his luck and everybody said, "Why is he going to New England?" Well, I tell you what <laughs> he lit it <laughs> up right so if you're hop i mean this is his la you know this will be his last team and you know, he he's toward the end of his career uh, he knows that. Um, he wants to go to a place. Look, he had a relationship with Bill Bill O'Brien. They said they th- that is that is all patched up. There's no problem there. So uh, this would be a, this would be a great place for him, in my opinion. I said it two months ago, and everybody looked at me like, "Well, he ain't gonna go there." I said, "Okay, who's well, laughing he's now?" He's there today, so we'll see. Yeah,
1: <laughs> was, yeah right. he's there. Don't let him leave the building without a contract. Don't let him leave the building. Oh yeah, you ride to Logan Airport. It's it's a little yeah. late. Let's talk <laughs> contract just for a sec, like. <laughs> Hypothetically, yeah. what, what would it take? Um, and listen, that that athlete, you know, playing on another team, you know, hurting you as a fan. Imagine Eagles fans, nineteen eighty six, looking at Herm Edwards <laughs> in a Rams uniform or a Falcons How uniform. How about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
3: That even hurt me when I when I when I looked in the mirror. I said, "Are you kidding me? I'm wearing this uniform." It didn't feel <laughs> right, right, did, did it? i lost. Mm. I did not. Didn't fit right. Didn't feel
1: right. He's, no. he's faster. Everybody's faster than Kelly Green, coach. And and, and you mentioned <laughs> you, you mentioned the uh, you mentioned the 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 Patriots being being a good fit. Let's talk about the pressure on the coach there, because it's one you know. Listen, Randy Moss comes in and catches balls from Tom Brady. I mean, you're gonna look you're gonna look Brady. Tom Brady's not walking through that door. Uh, the the coach remains. and We're gonna use Brady as sort of the sort of the the, the divining rod here because they didn't let Brady go out on his own terms. Belichick certainly uh, on the on the back nine of his career. Has he earned the right to go out in his way?
3: Well, I know that's a big conversation. I, I will say this, and I learned this a long time ago when I was, I hate to say this now. We just got to talk about my team, the Eagles. Um, I actually grew up a Cowboy fan and loved Tom Landry. Wow. And I can remember when they let Tom Landry go in Dallas, I went, wait. And – Two things that shocked me in my life when I was young. They let Tom Landry go, and they traded Willie May. I was like, man, I'm done. Yeah. And if those two things happen to me, anything can happen to anybody. So whatever happens, happens. And <laughs> I know this. Uh, Bill has never missed the playoffs uh, two years in a row. Now, there's the other stat everybody's throwing out there. He's only won one playoff game since Captain America left. So that's tough as well.
0: Coach, I want to pivot to Stefan Diggs and the situation Mm. in Buffalo. As a head coach, how do you handle, and we don't know details because we're not really getting it. but we know Sean McDermott said he was concerned. Josh Allen took accountability. We don't really know for what, but he took, so how do you, as a head, how do you mend whatever is going on that relationship? So you make sure that it's a good dynamic in the locker room and that you can have a successful season.
3: Well, when, when you play, you know, when, when you play this game of football, you, you know a couple things, that um, you're always going to have some, some blow-ups. And, and sometimes it's with the star player. Uh, he happens to be one of the star players. Um, he had 108 balls last year uh, for almost 1,500 yards, 11 touchdowns. You know, wide receivers, I always say, I always look at it this way. You guys appreciate this. Wide receivers are kind of like 7 11 they're always open in their minds. They think they're open all the time. And so going into a game, I think, for a guy like him and guys of his nature, in big moments, third down, red zone, uh, ending of a half when you're on a drive, in the fourth quarter, you got to make sure this guy's involved with the offense. right? you got to get him the ball. It's not so much how many catches, it's in big moments. Like I said, he had 108 catches. I mean, if you give him 120 catches, that doesn't matter. It's the moments in the game when he feels, I need the ball now. I can make the play. This is where the head coach and the offensive coordinator have to be on the same page. And this is when you get on the headset and go, look, it's been two series now. We hadn't thrown him the ball. This is not a suggestion anymore. And get in the ball. Yeah. Listen. Because I don't want to deal with the guy on the sideline, right? I don't want to have to deal with this <laughs> mess on the sideline.
1: <laughs> Listen, Herm Edwards, 1978, seven interceptions. He would have locked Step on Diggs up. Ooh. I'm saying Oh. Told-
3: yeah, that would have been a good that would have been a good little battle. I'm saying
1: mm-hmm. it. Yeah, you used to be able to touch a receiver back then off the line of scrimmage. Coach.
3: Oh boy, I tell you what, you could just flat maul them. You could just <laughs> maul them. It was all it was real football back in the day.
1: That's one of those things. It's like, all right, that matchup, whose rules are we playing by? Are we playing by the seven on seven flag football stuff, or are we playing nineteen seventy-eight yeah. single crossbar on the helmet? Like I'm gonna put my hands oh. on you.
3: And all I wanted to know was one thing. After about the first uh series or two offense versus defense, how the back judge was calling. And I would know within about five or six plays, I said, oh, you calling like that today? He said, yeah, I'm calling like that. I said, okay, I can play within the rules. I'm good.
1: (laughs) Ah, Herm, we appreciate it, man. We are up against it. Thank Thank you so much for the time, Coach. Thank you.
3: My my pleasure. You're doing great, honorable You're doing great. But that guy, he's a Raider fan. Don't go, don't, be yeah. Thanks, yeah. don't be mad at. Thanks,
1: coach. Don't be mad at. Yeah, can't stay mad. Stay, thank you, coach. Appreciate it. So, coach was on with Matt Barry earlier today on Sports Center, and he's mm-hmm. like, "I know you're a Raider fan." And Matt was like, "Coach, it's not me. It's Randy Scott." Like <laughs> had Wrong to one. had to check it just for a second because they're <laughs> Arizona State guys, so they 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 can uh, they can yes. have that conversation with each other. She is Vanessa Richardson. I'm Randy Scott. Canting Carlin is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive uh, protects your home auto, boat, motorcycle, and RV, and could save you money. Visit Progressive.com. John in Virginia, Justin in Indiana, everybody who's holding, we are running through it when we come back. Keep weighing in. What athlete hurt you the most when they played on another team? We'll dive into it. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio.
2: Canty and Carlin, the
1: podcast. Feels like a It feels like a pre-can vibe. It does. It feels like not quite Friday, Fribe's Day. Not quite. <laughs> it sounds like Canteen Carlin themselves are going to be back for that tomorrow. But we're going to start the pre k now. We're allowed to. Thursday afternoon. Call out on Friday. Give yourself a little, yeah, a little personal holiday weekend. That's Vanessa Richardson. I'm Randy Scott. You can get at her on Twitter, at Sports Vanessa. I'm at Randy Scott. ESPN, it's Canteen Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, your smart speaker. However you found us on this glorious Thursday, we're glad... That you did uh, joining the conversation on the CC call-in line eight 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 say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. It was Vanessa's question, and it was tremendous. What athlete hurt you the most when they played on another team? Because Vanessa, you say it's been it's yeah. been tough to see Peyton Manning just repping all things Denver.
0: Not only playing for the Broncos, which I get, the Colts. I get it. I get it. But but raising his family there, courtside at the Nuggets game, seeing his son Marshall, who's a dead ringer for him. You know, the, the, every year when the Denver Broncos release their schedule, right? It's become like the social, the Super Bowl for social media teams. The schedule release seems like Peyton Manning's always in the Broncos videos. So it. It hurts, and it hurt to see him in a Broncos uniform. And I know a lot of sports fans. I don't care what sport you follow, we all have that player that it just didn't feel right to see them in another uniform.
1: Yeah, I'm with you on that. And matter of fact, we have some backup because we got jammed phone lines. We Let's got we it. have full lines here for the athlete that hurt you the most when they played on another team. Let's go to Lewis in where Tampa. You got it, Lewis. You're on ESPN Radio.
3: Oh, hey, I'm from uh, I'm from Indy too, Vanessa. So I Aww. will tell you, it is hard to see Peyton Manning repping all things Denver. I mean, only comes to Indy if there's a special event that's going on. And Jim present, I would think, with the city, he seems to be good with the city. People like Andrew and James come back, Reggie Wayne come back, you know, Dwight Freeney, those players come back, but. We can never get Peyton, but I will say Paul George is on that list too. He act like he wanted to be an indie, and then he, he just kind of goes. But he shows indie love too sometimes. So, you know, we need that Reggie Miller, Jalen Rose, you know, <laughs> rep in indie because Peyton, he's not doing it.
0: <laughs> yep, that's a good call. Yep, that's a, uh, Paul George was one of those. I will give Paul George credit. He really embraced the. Blue collar, cornfield—like he really did. I feel like try to embrace. The ultimate example will always be Reggie Miller of like embracing embracing the city you're in. You have a California kid that really assimilated into the city, but yeah, that's that's a good one. It's a that's, strong choice.
1: Oh yeah, it is. he's agreeing with you. It is a good one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No <laughs> kidding. It's like Peyton. We just want to know. We just want to know that the indie years matter to you. You know, yeah. that's what we want. Let's go to my home state. Let's go to the Commonwealth of Virginia. John hmm. is in Virginia. John, you're on ESPN Radio.
3: Hey, how y'all doing, man? What's going on? Hey, I'm actually from North Carolina, and man, man, Alonzo Mourning went to Miami Heat back in the day. I can't stand Miami Heat to this day Oh, for that trade. That's been a long time.
1: That's a really good call. <laughs> People forget about, and that's a shame, too, because those uniforms were iconic there. Those pinstripe teal uniforms for the Hornets. I feel like everybody had those when that's a
0: great. That's a great uniform. That is that yeah. and that color too. That was a great uniform.
1: You could be in the middle of Nebraska in some mall somewhere in the '90s, and you'd see like a teal starter jacket, and you'd be like Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, yeah, big it's fan. The coolest. Been a fan my whole life. Uh, you know what? Uh, fans in the ATL haven't had too many parades. Atlanta Braves shout out. Notwithstanding, let's get to Jason in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Jason, you're on ESPN Radio.
3: Hey, how's it going, y'all? What's up? Hey. All right, y'all. Hey, I grew up in the 90s, and I remember seeing two guys wear 21 here in the city, and they were iconic athletes here. So seeing Deion Sanders in a 49ers jersey after he left the Falcons and seeing Dominique Wilkins in a Clippers jersey really hurt me when I was a little boy.
1: Man, I forgot about the Dominique years. The human highlight reel. Human (laughs) highlight film just... Out there balling in another uniform. And I feel like Dion was a higher... Like, once he went to the Niners and then he went to, like, Cowboys, was that the order? It was the order, right? Like, he played both sides of that rivalry, got his money, which at the time, you remember we were talking about, like, single-digit millions? And we were like, oh, is anybody worth that? It's like, yeah, prime.
0: Inflation, baby.
1: Prime was worth that.
3: He signed a, what was it, a five-year... Uh, $35 million deal when we signed with uh, yeah. the Cowboys the first time.
1: And you were like, oh my god, that's video game money. Uh, Justin in Indiana. We said if you're in Indiana, we're going to get you yeah. on Justin in Indiana. You're on ESPN Radio.
3: Hey guys. Yeah, I'm not just saying that. I really do. I live in Westfield, Indiana. Um, there, you so, uh, there you go. There you go. So, but I was born and raised out uh, in Wisconsin uh, close to Green Bay. You know where I'm going with this. <laughs> uh, and that's Brett Favre. and not so much, I mean, he went to the Vikings, which is obviously a rival, but I was always torn of do I root for him or do I root? Because I really loved him, so I kind of yeah. rooted for him. You know, when he was in the playoff run and going against the Saints to get to the Super Bowl, I was still rooting for him, but it was it was weird. You know, so yeah. it's kind of that sort of betrayal, but you still love the guy, and, you know, you wanted to see him do well. And so, yeah, that was tough for sure uh, yeah. growing up and watching that, but uh, mm-hmm. definitely a weird situation.
1: It's like brushing your teeth after Oreos. Like nothing tastes right, you know, drinking a lot orange of- juice.
0: Yeah, a lot of Houston fans probably. Andre Johnson was one where he he almost completed the AFC South carousel because he was a year in Indiana, a year in Tennessee. Uh And I know for Houston sports fans, that did not look right. All
1: right, we're going to keep this conversation going. Also dive into Zion Williamson's future. Could he be in a different uniform hurting those fans? It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app.
2: Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.